Welcome back to Allen Voices. I'm Erin McCann, Director of Digital Media and Marketing. In August of 2020, the Allen ISD Board of Trustees voted unanimously to place a school bond on the ballot in the November 2020 election. This bond, proposed for $222,085,000, is divided up into four propositions. So what is a school bond? A school bond is like a loan. Districts must borrow the money for capital projects, including construction, campus updates, and other improvements. Voters give the district permission to take out a loan and pay it back over an extended period of time. For example, a loan on a technology device could be expected to be paid back over a five-year period, whereas a campus update loan could be expected to be paid back over 20 to 25 years. Loans match the life expectancy of the projects. By law, bonds cannot be used for salaries or operating costs, such as utility bills, supplies, building maintenance, fuel, or insurance. Bonds are confusing, and they raise a lot of questions like, what does this do to my taxes? Or, why does Allen ISD need this money? We're going to break that down for you today, but first, let's talk about how this bond proposal came to be and why this dollar amount was selected. How did the district decide that a bond was needed? A lengthy and detailed process determined the most pressing needs of the district. It consisted of gathering information from a facility assessment, the facility planning committee, and the community's input. The process was implemented throughout 2020 and included input from architects, engineers, and financial advisors with feedback for improvements and other construction. In January 2020, our SOAR 2030 strategic planning process was ending and our community members began asking, what's next? After careful analysis, an all-call was put out to the Allen ISD community through our website and social media channels, inviting community members to consider joining the Project Kids Bond Advisory Committee. Project Kids was intended to begin meeting in March of 2020. This 80-member community included staff, parents, parents of graduated Allen ISD students, and community members who were both in support and in opposition to the bond proposal in 2019 that ultimately did not pass. Then COVID-19 changed the course of the remainder of the 2019-2020 school year. Allen ISD made a dramatic pivot to at-home learning and the committee did not meet as planned in March since it was determined to be unsafe to meet in person or in large groups. At the beginning of the summer, Allen ISD reached back out to the Project Kids Committee to gauge a level of interest in hosting these meetings virtually, or whether the committee felt the district should wait before moving forward. Over 70 of the 80-member committee voted to meet virtually throughout the summer. Led by an independent facilitator, Project Kids held six meetings, and district experts shared information around district finances, school operations, and renovation life cycles. At the conclusion of the committee meetings, Dr. Lizzie Asbury, the independent facilitator, led the committee through a process of evaluating potential district projects and voting whether or not they should be line items in an eventual bond. After weeks of education, the committee members voted in small groups on individual projects. A two-step consensus model was used to determine which items were placed on the final proposal that Project Kids presented to the board. First, each group voted on individual projects, and a two-third consensus was necessary to move forward. Next, a two-third supermajority consensus was necessary from all of the small groups before a project was added to the final proposal. Two members of the Project Kids, Teresa Ginsberg and Bob Acker, presented the recommended bond package to the Board of Trustees on July 27, 2020. 
Bob agreed to sit down with us and share a little bit more about the Project Kids process as well as the final recommendation. Uh, after the prior bond attempt, there was a, a need on the behalf of the school district to revisit the issues that were, um, you know, fundamental in, in that outcome. And so the district made the decision that they would like to form a committee to look at a new bond package that would consist of uh, a broad cross-section of the community. And uh, that group actually was over 80 strong. We had members who were for the prior bond. We had members that were against the prior bond. Uh, we had folks that were neutral. We had uh, individuals in a wide variety of uh, trades and careers, which brought a lot of different perspectives to the, uh, to the presentations that we went through. When I heard that this committee was being formed, I actually volunteered to be, I guess, more or less the senior citizen representative on the committee. And I found out I wasn't the senior senior, but, and I felt like that everyone should have a voice. And I felt like the senior community and the senior voters should have the opportunity to be heard. And so I volunteered and was selected. So you kind of talked about why you wanted to join. Can you tell us a little bit about the committee meetings, kind of how they were run? I know we had a third-party facilitator, so if you could mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the, that process. Oh, you bet. Normally, a process which would have been totally in person with, I guess, an opportunity for more personal interaction uh, was held through a series of Zoom meetings. Uh, we had six of those. The uh, district hired a Dr. Ashbury. We called her Dr. Lizzie. It was easier. <laughs> and she was our facilitator throughout the process. All the way through the process in all six meetings, it was complete transparency. Uh, the district provided experts from a variety of different areas that we got to hear. And uh, those experts presented everything from um, financial impact of any bond package to uh, expected demographics of the district over the next three to five years and beyond. We heard from the district's own experts in uh, such things as technological needs and facility needs. We were given an opportunity to do a virtual tour of the campuses since they were closed uh, to see exactly what happens when the building is renovated. And uh, this were broken out over uh, distinct sections, six different meetings, and each meeting would have a theme. Uh, we were given the opportunity to ask questions of the uh, individuals that did the presentations. To make this thing happen and be manageable, we were actually divided into multiple groups, and each group was somewhere around eight people, uh, eight to ten people. Within that, there was a broad cross-section of the community as well within each subgroup. And so each subgroup would hear the formal presentations, and we would go into our own rooms to talk about it, think of additional questions or information we required, and then the presenters would actually be brought into our breakout rooms so that we could ask the demographer what was going on, you know, how did you come to this conclusion? Our uh, school district operations uh, assistant, Daniel Pitcock, would come into the room if we had questions. Okay, when you remodel this school, exactly what does this mean and uh, the same thing with technology the same thing with transportation so even though we were distanced by having breakout rooms which made everyone more comfortable to ask the questions we were able to individually ask questions of the presenters that uh, presented the entire group and it was very effective. And it was all about education. There's a lot of misinformation out there about the district. There's a lot of misinformation about how bond packages are put together. And there's a lot of misinformation about how it impacts financially the district and the taxpayers. And uh, I'm really grateful to participate in the process because it was very educational for me. And I've been a member of this district since 1964. <laughs> Bob, can you tell us a little bit about how individual projects were selected by the committee to be part of the final bond proposal? So each group, in order to buy off on a particular component of the proposal, had to have a supermajority within our group. 
not a majority, but a super majority. And then for that proposal to make it into the final package, we had to have a super majority of each of the rooms that were voting. So uh, effectively, uh, what you ended up seeing was a bond package that not only uh, was a majority of the committee, but was in fact uh, an overwhelming supermajority of the committee. Once the proposal was presented to the Board of Trustees, Project Kids was finished and the decision lay in the hands of the school board. Board President Amy Knott shared with us how the board considered all aspects of calling for this bond election in November and how they eventually came to a unanimous decision to place the bond election on the ballot for November 3rd, 2020. The Board of Trustees has a, had a robust conversation with the representatives from uh, Project Kids, Bob Acker and uh, Teresa Ginsburg, shortly after their final presentation that it basically provided us some guidance on what was important to the community. It is important to us that this process be community-driven from the very beginning. In fact, we had the representatives, Bob and Teresa, present this presentation two to three times before we finalized our plan on what actual uh, projects we were going to work on and how those uh, propositions are going to be set out. We discussed the timing of the bond, the financial feasibility, the current climate of the community in light of COVID-19, and our district's need to maintain the high standards of Allen schools. Why don't we see our school board trustees weighing in on social media conversations about the bond or about bond projects? Well, we'd love to, I have to tell you. I'd love to do that. I'd love to just weigh in all the time on a whole bunch of things. But by law, the school board, especially in their position when they are representing the district, cannot advocate for a bond election or any of the individual products. Although tempted, and this, me this means we in our official capacity cannot encourage teachers to support the bond, we cannot use district resources or funds to create promotional content. We cannot create social media campaigns to promote the bond. And furthermore, it kind of ties our hands. But we, what we can do, and this is what's important, is that the we can encourage the district and work with the district to ensure that they provide factual information, that we have that information readily available to all of our voters so they can be an informed electorate. Individually though, so me personally, I can express support for the bond, but cannot express the support under the capacity as a board member. So if I'm on my private Facebook page or I'm calling my friends or I'm texting a, a friend of mine, I can express my uh, support of the bond. But outside of that, if I'm in the capacity as the president or any other board members or in the capacity as a trustee, they cannot express their support or non-support of the, of the bond. So what does the bond include? The 2020 Allen ISD bond consists of four separate propositions intended to work in partnership with each other. The propositions total an overall cost of $222,085,000 and impact every teacher, student, and campus across the district. Proposition A is anticipated to cost $189,313,000. The largest of the four propositions, it contains campus updates, safety and security upgrades, technology infrastructure, transportation and campus renovations to Boone Elementary, Chandler Elementary, Evans Elementary, Erickson Middle School, and several wings of Allen High School. Updates and renovations are anticipated to begin summer 2021. 
Proposition B is anticipated to cost $7,257,000 and includes resurfacing of track and turf on several campuses and installation of new turf and track at Ford Middle School for an athletic equity update. Proposition C is a separate line item due to a change in Texas law and consists of a tennis court repair for a cost of $515,000. The tennis courts are an Allen ISD facility, but are also considered community facilities as they are open to public use. Proposition D is anticipated to cost $25 million and consists of technology devices such as wireless devices for students and staff, as well as traditional desktop computers and print devices. Superintendent Robin Bullock sat down with us to share more detail. Well, as you know, Erin, the Board of Trustees unanimously called for a bond election to be held on November 3rd. And while we view this as a complete package, it will have to be separated out into four bond propositions for our voters to consider. Now, we know that we're in the middle of COVID and there's also a presidential election on the same ballot. And so some of our community members may say and be asking the question, why now? And while the timing may be odd for some, for us, it's it's pretty simple. Although we are in the middle of a pandemic, we know that COVID won't be around forever. What we do know will be around forever is our school system. And this bond proposal is centered around a long-term visioning approach to our school district and our facilities. If the bond passes, the district won't be starting projects the next day. Instead, uh, the first rounds of projects wouldn't even begin until the summer of 2021. And when a bond election passes, it grants the Board of Trustees the authorization to sell bonds, but it doesn't necessarily require them to sell them to do so. The board can consider the economic outlooks, the interest rates, um, and, and we work with district staff and our outside financial advisor to really capitalize on uh, the best time to to sell those bonds. And so additionally, if the district waited until um, a May election, for, for example, we would not be able to perform any projects uh, the summer of 2021, which means that most projects would have to wait until the summer of 2022. So as a citizen, you may be asking, how does this impact me? Based on current projections, the district would not need to increase the tax rate regardless of the outcome of this bond election. More than $600 million of new properties, both commercial and residential, are expected to be added to the tax rolls this year, allowing the AISD board to maintain the tax rate while adding a new bond proposal and paying down the principal on existing bonds. Your home appraisal value typically changes yearly and is set by the Collin County Appraisal District. Allen ISD has no authority on your home appraisal value and cannot raise or lower your appraised value. Based on current projections, the district would not need to increase the tax rate regardless of the outcome of the bond election. Become an informed voter. For additional information, visit the Allen ISD Bond website, www.allenisdbond.org. Early voting begins October 13, 2020. In order to vote in this election, citizens must be registered to vote by October 5, 2020. Thanks for listening to Allen Voices. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to download and subscribe so you never miss an episode, or feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help us climb the charts so more people can find us. Remember to vote on November 3rd, and until next time, we are Allen.